Time now for the morning line here on KMA. The 2024 Iowa legislative session is underway with Governor Kim Reynolds giving her condition to the state address before a joint session to the legislature last week. With us on the line this morning with reaction to the governor's speech is State Senator Mark Costello. Good morning to you, Mark. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, everyone. It's uh, it's <laughs> nice to be back at the Capitol and, and uh, the governor had a lot of interesting ideas. Well, let's talk about some of the ideas. Of course, she spent a great deal of her speech talking about education, specifically proposed changes in the area education agencies. I know you've had a chance to digest all of her proposals for, as far as the AEAs. What is your overall reaction to her proposals to make changes in the state's area education agencies? Well, you know, at, at first you're like, okay, this is a pretty big change, Uh since 1974, I think when they were established, they were established for the, the special education. And um, I think there's some, some things in this that are uh, we probably need to do. Uh, we have, you know, these administrators of the AEAs that she's going to eliminate them and put a number of things under the Department of Education. Um, some of their salaries are incredibly high. And I think that's one of the things that we're trying to look at. We're our, our education, we spend more than pretty much the, the, most states, and uh, we're not getting better results. So we're trying to figure out how to have more accountability, uh, putting some more accountability on the state. Uh, uh, there's some things there that we want to make sure that the services that we are providing, that they get provided, uh, a number of those are going to be moved over to the Department of Education from the AEAs. Um, I, I'm inter- There's probably about almost $70 million in uh, ta- uh, property tax relief that's in this this aspect of it, uh, and I think uh, you know in that same bill is the the increased pay for uh, starting teachers. So that's interesting as well. Well, let's talk about the AEAs. The number of services that will be moved to the Department of Education. Which services will be moved to the Department of Ed under her proposal, and which services will be eliminated? Because there are a long there is a long list of services that would be cut out. Uh, permanently if these changes in the AEA are approved. Yeah, so I'm not sure which ones will be eliminated. I think that's still a little bit out there. But I know the professional development and uh, media services uh, are going to be moved to the Department of Ed. Um, And so, uh, you know, I'm not really sure what ones really will be eliminated. I know that there might be some shifts because the individual schools will be able to choose which where they get their special ed resources, whether, and I think most will choose to, to have them from the uh, AEA that they currently are with, but they could, they could go to another AEA, they could use it, do them in a different way. So I think there's a little disruption involved in there trying to get things sorted out. Uh, but as far as what ones will be eliminated, I don't know that we know that yet. And, and it's kind of speculation uh, because I think most of them are actually going to be moved to the Department of Ed that are not going to be provided by the AEAs. There are, there's been a backlash from a number of educators I know in our area specifically who say that they don't want to see those changes, and this is now not the time to make any sort of a changes in the AEA because they provide a lot of services that these school districts need. What are you hearing from educators in our area right now about this? Well, sure. I'm hearing. I'm getting uh, emails from a lot of folks that have uh, been helped by the AEAs. Uh, also, a lot of people that work for the AEAs that are concerned about, you know, how wh- where's my job going to go? 
Um, so, uh, yeah, we're looking at those things. Remember, we have the uh, the uh, legislative process still has to go through. So this has to go through like six more votes before it becomes law, uh, and it will probably be modified in some ways. But we're, we're looking at these. I try to check out and make sure, uh, you know, what's really going to happen and what is it, and try and meet those concerns. You uh, touched earlier on the, the fact that the governor's speech also called for an increase in teacher pay. Overall, what is your reaction to the governor's proposal and increased teacher pay? Do you believe that there is enough support there, at least in the Iowa Senate side of the chamber, to increase teacher pay here this year? Well, I, I think we'll have to, you know, I think we probably have enough support. It's a little hard to know until we actually look at the numbers to see, okay, can we can we afford that? Or, uh, you know, we, we do have, you know, she also talked about tax cuts, and we have to figure out how the math all works on this and what we can and can't do. Uh, we have, you know, our revenues have been better than we expected, so, you know, there's room for some uh, some more investment in, in education, more investment in, um, you know, tax relief. So we'll have to look at these things. Uh, I, you know, I don't think that uh, the the reaction has been, you know, either very strong either way from the the few legislators I've talked to. You know, we're we're up here trying to to keep going too, so we aren't right. aren't uh, spending a lot of time together yet. Another big portion of the governor's speech, and you touched on it earlier, called for Iowa's income tax rate uh, to decrease to three point sixty five percent in the current fiscal year. Uh, retroactive January of 2024 this year before the rate falls to a flat 3.5% in fiscal year 2025. Overall, what's your reaction to the governor's proposal regarding uh, income tax uh, rate uh, cuts? Well, you know, I'm, I'm always in favor of, of tax cuts if we can make them work without, uh, you know, making too quick of a change that causes uh, budgeting problems. But uh, yeah, I, I we would like to get that income tax down and uh, I also, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, property tax is a, a very important part, and how do we balance those two, the lowering the property tax and the income tax? And uh, it, it's, a, it's a pretty complicated process. I know there's a lot of um, local governments concerned about further uh, cuts in tax revenues, uh, which is a big concern with the property tax uh, decrease that was approved last year, and now this proposal for income tax cuts. What if any impact would this have on local government and the revenues that the the small counties and cities receive from these tax uh, tax cuts if they're approved uh, the way the governor proposals? Okay, so I don't think that with the income taxes that would affect the local governments. Uh, I, I'm I'm not a tax expert, of course, but I'm pretty sure that the they're mostly would be affected by property tax changes. Elsewhere, uh, what are some of the other developments in the legislature? I know you're one weekend. Do you get a, any sort of a feel about how this session will go as far as the, the length and, and some of the issues you folks will be dealing with this session? Well, I think it's probably, you know, it's a 100-day it's a session as opposed to 110 in the off years. Uh, so we'll be hopefully a little shorter. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell how long it'll go. and it, it usually ends up whether we can agree on a budget at the end. Uh, and that's hard to predict at this point. I think there's some good things. One other thing I wanted to mention in the, the governor's address was uh, allowing uh, women who are able to get on Medicaid at a much higher income level when they become pregnant to stay on that uh, longer. 
And so that's something she mentioned that we're going to look at that I've, I've uh, brought up before. And so hopefully we'll get that done and find the, the, a way to do that uh, in a fiscally responsible way. We did, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it's caucus night across Iowa. Where are you going to be caucusing tonight, and what kind of a turnout do you expect given this weather that we have right now? Well, I, my, my caucus place is at the Strand Methodist Church in the basement there, and, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are pretty passionate about it. I'm sure it will be somewhat uh, lower than it would have been if we had nice weather. But, I, I you know, Iowans are tough. We, we we're used to this, and... and We've had a few days since the the worst of this storm, so I, I expect we'll have a pretty good number out. I'm uh, looking forward to it. It's always going to be a part of that process. I've enjoyed speaking with a lot of the candidates and and meeting some of them and, and talking to people and why they think this and that. And you know, we we've uh, narrowed the field down quite a bit just by uh, what's happened here in Iowa already. We'll see how it goes. Well, a safe trip to the caucus tonight, and uh, hope you stay out of the, the cold and all that. We thank you very much for being with us this morning. We'll talk to you again somewhere soon. Have a good rest of the day. All right. Thanks, Mike. You too. Bye. Then State Senator Mark Costello on the morning line on KMA.